Bulldogs versus Red Raiders in the Liberty Bowl. That's what you have. And I took a look at all the games this year for Texas Tech so that I could come here on the Better Than Average podcast, tell you a little bit about them and how their season went. We'll do that right here on episode 25 of Better Than Average. Better Than Average. You play football. Football? Oh, no. Juggernaut of a podcast. Better Than Average. Like a radio show that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. This podcast is presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Visit them online, mslandbank.com. Anything land-related in North Mississippi, that's where you want to go. Whether it's farmland, hunting land, recreational property, building a dream home, anything land-related, buying or selling, find the Land Bank branch office nearest you. And I'm telling you, it's the kind of people you want to do business with. Take my word for it. Give them a chance. Find them at mslandbank.com. So, Texas Tech, 6-6 six and six this year and 7th uh, in the Big 12 as it shook out. They went 3-6 and six in their league. And so even though they had a better overall record than a few other teams in the, in the Big 12, like Texas Tech's 6-6, six and six, but at 5-7 and seven you had TCU and Texas. Well, that's, that's two teams that Texas Tech lost to. You know, so Texas, TCU both go 5-7 and seven overall, but they were also 3-6 and six. Uh, in the Big 12 and had wins over Texas Tech. So if you look at conference standings, that's why Tech finished actually behind them in the conference standings. Um, so the, the, I want to take a look at game by game. I went back and watched uh, parts of every one of their ball games and kind of studied each game to just kind of see how the season went. They did have to replace a quarterback and then because of injury and later chose to replace another and play a younger guy, bigger guy, athletic guy, quarterback here at the end of the year. So they've played three different starting quarterbacks over the course of the year for uh, different reasons. But Tech started the season 3-0, and and the first win was a really nice one. Uh, first game out of the shoots, a neutral site game at NRG Stadium where the Houston Texans play against uh, Houston. And, you know, Houston wound up being a, a ranked team and played against Cincinnati in the AAC title game, but First game out of the year, Texas Tech beat them pretty convincingly, 38-21. And then they racked up a couple of wins against lesser teams, Stephen F. Austin and FIU in weeks two and three. So they started 3-0, and and they're going into that game at Texas 3-0. and And in week four, Texas put up 70 points on Texas Tech and beat them 70-35. to So they started 4-1. and I'm sorry, three and one. They did go to four and one. The next week, they responded after losing on the road at Texas. They went to West Virginia and won a weird game. West Virginia kind of outplayed them in some ways, but but Texas Tech was able to win it. So after the road win at West Virginia, they go to four and one, and then come back home and hosted TCU and lost 52-31. So now they're four and two. And then their first two losses on the road at Texas gave up 70. And then at home to TCU and gave up a ton of rushing yards. Couldn't stop them from running the ball. So their start of the year was a four and two start in the first six weeks. And in the last six weeks, they finished the season two and four. Um, They had a win at home over Kansas, which you would expect. A one point loss at home to Kansas State. uh, A blowout loss on the road at Oklahoma. Gave up six touchdown passes in that game. They did get the win over Iowa State at home, kind of controversial game, and hit a 60-something yard field goal as time expired to win it. And then they lost their last two games to top 10 teams. They uh, lost at home to Oklahoma State, got shut out 
and then went on the road to Baylor and played a heck of a ball game against Baylor in the uh, season finale, and Baylor won it 27-24, and I'll give you some of the details of all those. And then, of course, the major storyline for Texas Tech is uh, Matt Wells was fired a few weeks, I guess maybe after that Texas Texas game. Their head coach was fired, and they went to interim coach Sonny Cumbie, um, who played for Mike Leach at Texas Tech. Sonny Cumbie was the interim coach, offensive coordinator and interim head coach, and he is now the new head coach at Louisiana, ULL, Louisiana Lafayette, but he's going to finish and coach the bowl game here for Texas Tech and then head on to, to that job. So that's kind of a summary, and now let's jump into the game by game. First game out of the gates for Texas Tech, and uh, it was against Houston in NRG Stadium. You know, you call it neutral site if you want. I mean, it is a neutral stadium anyway, just off campus still in, you know, downtown Houston there. Um, and Houston was up pretty quick, 14 to nothing in that ball game, the first game out of the year. Schematically, first game to last game, you see a lot of the same stuff. In that first game against Houston, Texas Tech primarily, not completely, but primarily a three-man front on defense. Uh, Houston got the football first in a ball game, went and scored, go up 7 nothing, came out, and then onside kick, recovered an onside kick, surprise onside kick for Houston's first kickoff of the season, something they obviously have been working on. Got it back, went down, scored, went up 14 nothing, And then Tech was going down there um, – you know, with a chance to score there early and cut it 14-7 and then fumbled on the two-yard line, gave it back to him. Still able to get the ball back and then um, got it in the red zone, got it on the goal line and uh, inside zone touchdown run, made it 14-7. Houston came back and scored again, and they were down 21-7. to So you think about what Tech was up against there, first game of the year. They're in Houston, and they're down 21-7. They had a coverage bust down there uh, in the red zone. But then they were able to cut it to 21-14 to on the opening drive of the third quarter. So they started the second half strong, cut it back to a one-score game. They've got uh, later a pick six uh, in the red zone, took it and scored and tied the game up 21-21 by you know, putting points up off of a, uh, a turnover, tied it up 21-21, and then wound up winning the ball game. Um, you know – Watching them in the first game, again, you could see what they are offensively. Texas Tech is a spread option look. There, There's some air raid concepts left over from Cumbie, yeah, but it's primarily spread option. There is a balanced run-pass approach. It looks like a, a Dan Mullen offense in terms of their play calling and personnel. Ten personnel, you know, no tight ends, single back. A lot of four wides, three by one, two by two, all of that. And um, – you know, even in that first game, their offensive line at Texas Tech kind of had some trouble against a three-man pass rush at times. They did not do a great job of keeping them out. It was a three-point game in the fourth quarter, uh, 24-21, and they are able to pull away. They won it 38-21. Texas Tech got 17 points off of four Houston turnovers in that first ball game, And defensively, they held Houston under 300 yards of total offense. Uh, their running back, uh, Brooks, who by the end of the year, he was not their main ball carrier, but at the beginning of the year he was. Brooks had 134 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns rushing in that ball game. Second game of the year, they hosted Stephen F. Austin 
It was their first home game, and they barely won it. It was a 28-22 final. They gave up 343 yards passing to Stephen F. Austin, but only allowed one touchdown, and that's the deal. They kept them off the scoreboard uh, for the most part, uh, scored 21 second-half points to win the ball game 28-22. So kind of an inauspicious home start, but they did get the win. Just wasn't pretty, 28-22. Third game of the year, uh, back-to-back home games. Uh, they got the win over uh, FIU. Their starting quarterback, uh, Tyler Shuck, who had you know transferred in there and became their starting quarterback, uh, he had a big game, 399 yards passing in that win over FIU. And uh, they held FIU to under 300 total yards. It was a 54-21 to ball game. FIU just totally outclassed. And they have a big receiver uh, named Eric uh, Ezukama. Eric Ezukama. There's a silent N in his last name. and He's a big guy, like 6'4", big, heavy Strong guy, and um, the first two weeks he was their leading receiver in the in the opener against Houston and again against Stephen F. Austin. This was the first game of the year where he wasn't the leading receiver, so they spread it around a little bit to some other guys in that week three ball game and won at 54-21. So they were 3-0 and going into Texas. The Texas game was an absolute blowout. You know, so they went in there 3-0, and uh, Texas was going in there two and one, and it was seventy to thirty-five. The final in the ball game. Texas ran the ball for three thirty-six against Texas Tech, and Casey Thompson for Texas threw it for three hundred three and five touchdowns. So if you look at the day he had, he Thompson had a rushing touchdown, so he accounted for six. He ran one through five touchdowns in the ball game. So overall, you look at the numbers, um, it was an offensive game uh, out there in Austin. Texas had 639 total yards of offense. Texas Tech had 520, just, you know, didn't score. Had two turnovers in there, didn't have as many first downs, didn't stay on the field uh, as much. So um, some of the details from the ball game, I mean, it was 14 to nothing Texas pretty quick. Um, They're fighting, scratching, clawing to get back in it, put a score on the board, Texas goes up, and then they throw a pick six. And now it was 28-7, to and it was just kind of downhill from there. Now, the thing is, too, Shuck gets banged up. They're starting quarterback. Uh, Columbia comes in and starts playing for him. He was the second quarterback to play for him during the course of the season. He came in in that game – he did throw a touchdown to cut it to 35-14 at one point, but then Texas goes puts another score on the board. It was 42-14 to at halftime of that ball game. And, you know, it, it so, so Texas rushes for well over 300 yards, one of these ball games where, you know, they're, they're playing variations of that three-man front, just getting knocked around, especially in the middle of their defense. And there were certain matchups – against certain teams during the year. They just couldn't stop them from running the ball. Uh, but like you say, I mean, you're running it like that. You can get the plays you want down the field, throwing a ball too, and Texas was able to do it and throw five touchdown passes. It's just 
Tech had no answer for Texas and really was not ready to play the ball game, especially defensively. So they were 3-1 and one after the loss to Texas and uh, had to go on the road again the next week to West Virginia. And uh, Texas Tech went and won that ball game 23-20 to start the season 4-1. and one. It's in Morgantown. It was a weird game. Um, West Virginia outgained Texas Tech in the ball game. They outrushed them. Uh, they threw for more yards than Texas Tech, but Tech still won the ball game. Uh, they were, and I say it was a weird game again because you know the team that lost, and we we've, we've seen this for State. Uh, if you're West Virginia, State has seen some of this where you you have more yards, the stats look better in your favor, but you didn't win the game. Um, Texas Tech went up 17 to nothing in that game at West Virginia. Looked like they're going to blow them out, and then let them back in at West Virginia. Came back, tied the game 17 to 17. Then you had a second-half exchange of field goals. It's 20-20. to And, you know, I think I, I wasn't really impressed with, you know, uh, the line of scrimmage, really, for either team, but for even for Texas Tech in this ballgame, not really impressed with their offensive or defensive line. They just were making a few plays, and they've had a knack at times for creating some turnovers. They have an outstanding field goal kicker. He hit one in this game, and they were tied 20-20, and they hit one late, you know, and won the ball game. So it wasn't one of those pretty wins by any stretch, but it was a road win, and they responded. It shows that they found a way to respond after losing on the road to Texas the week before by giving up 70. And uh, so they're 4-1, coming back home to host TCU. So the next week, Texas Tech's hosting TCU. Texas Tech four and one. TCU came in there two and two, and this was a blowout. It was fifty-two to thirty-one TCU, and it was all said and done. And TCU ran for three hundred and ninety-four yards. I mean, get this: so TCU went in there and scored fifty-two points, and not completed only through ten passes. TCU's quarterback was eight of ten for 104 yards and a touchdown. But TCU ran the ball 47 times for 394 yards and five uh, rushing touchdowns in that ball game, and that's how they were able to win it. So the, the 52 points, 392 on the ground, five rushing touchdowns for TCU. TCU averaged uh, eight and a half yards per rush uh, overall in the game. It was just – they just – I mean – Tech, again, you know, talk about not being impressed with them on the line of scrimmage. At that point in the year, they were just getting absolutely whipped on the line of scrimmage. The thing about it is it took a little while for, for TCU to, to really blow the game out. Um, late first quarter, they were down 14 nothing, and, and Tech cut it to 14-7. You know, it was a 14-7 at home late first quarter. You're in the ball game. But a couple more scores, TCU got a – uh, one of those tip drill interceptions, uh, took it back for a touchdown, made it 28-7. to The wheels started coming off, and the game was 28-7 after a pick six on a tip ball. They started to have some RPO success in their offense to get the ball moving, trying to get back in. They had one big play on RPO, but they called them for lineman downfield, so it looked successful, but it, you know, it wasn't. Um, Tech was trying some stuff. You know, where 
when they a couple times did get them in a throwing situation, like say TC only ran it, I mean only threw it ten times, go three man rush, but delay blitz their linebacker, um, and a, and a couple of times. Uh, pass attempts turned into big rushes for the quarterback when they did that. They would rush three, try to delay blitz the linebacker, quarterback escape, and go make big yards running the ball. They did that a couple times. It was 35-10 to at halftime. And explosive plays. TCU had 10 running plays that went for 10 yards or more. They had seven rushes for 20 yards or more. They had five that went for 30 or more two runs that went for 40 or more, and they had a 75-yard rush in the ballgame, too, that went for a touchdown. So it was just a blowout. That was week six. And uh, then game number seven, they were able to hit the road and go play Kansas. So after the first six weeks of the year, Texas Tech was 4-2. And and, uh, in game seven, they were going to Lawrence to play Kansas. And uh, they whipped up on Kansas, beat them pretty good, 41-14. to Got their fifth win in the seventh game of the year. I mean, it was a blowout, uh, 41-14. It was 24 to nothing at half. They were up 38 to nothing after three quarters. Texas Tech did a lot of their damage in the run game. They had 244 yards rushing, four rushing touchdowns. Um, they were 9 of 11 on third downs, 81%. See, so – Again, you can see kind of this up and down nature of that part of the year for Texas Tech. You know, they give up 70 points to Texas. The very next week, go win on the road at, uh, excuse me, at West Virginia. Come back home the very next week, give up almost 400 yards rushing and 52 points to TCU. Turn around the very next week, go blow out Kansas, um, and it's not even a competitive ball game. And, and, so that, you know, again, week seven, that put them at five and two after the win over uh, Kansas. But the season was pretty much all downhill from there because they had a really tough loss the next week hosting Kansas State. Eighth game of the year, they hosted Kansas State, and it was a pretty tough finishing stretch. These would be the last four games of the year. They lost to Kansas State 25 24. At home, Texas Tech was up 24 to 10 at halftime. Scored zero points in the second half of the ball game. I mean, had a commanding 24 to 10 lead at halftime. Then cannot score in the second half. Kansas State got a safety and a touchdown in the third quarter. They got another touchdown in the fourth quarter. Went for two on that final touchdown to try to make it a three-point game. It didn't get it in there, so that's why it wound up a one-point win for them. Early on in the game, when they had some success, Texas Tech on offense, they were using the uh, wide receiver screen, the bubble screen, that smoke screen to the outside, blocking out in front of it. They ran some jet sweep stuff off motion with success. They've got a you know, fast guy or two for sure. Just classic spread option offense stuff. They did also get on the goal line, had some direct snap plays to a running back. They put uh, Smith, their third quarterback of the year, Big, tall, athletic freshman back there. They put him in at quarterback, more of a running threat. Didn't go to him exclusively in this game, but he did play a little more. On defense, they started rushing four a little more in the second half, and they still couldn't get home. And that's when Kansas State started putting some drives together when Texas Tech started rushing four, but they still didn't get to the quarterback. 
Um, and on the other side, Kansas State's defense started collapsing the pocket on uh, Columbia, and he made some mistakes, missed some guys, and Kansas State was getting off the field by collapsing the pocket a little bit. And uh, th- there was your ball game. Kansas State able to come back in the second half. Pretty amazing comeback, actually. And won it 25-24 and threw a shutout in the second half. Ninth game of the year for <clears throat> Texas Tech was – uh, on the road at Oklahoma, and they got run out of the stadium, 52-21 to 21, the final there. Again, we're talking about this up-and-down nature of Tech's season. Uh, they were down 28-7 to 7 at half. Oklahoma outscored Tech 24-14 to 14 in the second half. Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma quarterback, had 402 yards passing and six touchdowns in the ballgame. Oh, I mean, Oklahoma ran 55 plays, scored 52 points. They only faced a third down six times in the game. That's how much success they were having on first and second down. And Oklahoma was four of six on third down. And again, you know, early on, Tech was playing with them. It was a seven to seven tie ball game with two minutes left in the first quarter. You're thinking, here we go. And that was after Ezekama um, had a really nice, just high point to football touchdown catch down in the end zone, tied it up 7-7, two minutes left in the first quarter. You think game on. Well, here came Oklahoma, and they could do nothing with him. They were – Texas Tech was rushing four mostly, not not a whole lot of three. They were rushing four a lot against Oklahoma. And still, because of a lot of improvisation by Caleb Williams, a kind of Patrick Mahomes-esque improvisation, they just kept hitting big plays after big play down the field when they get man-to-man. Uh, they were down 21 to seven, and you know another one of those for for Columbia, which he had during the course of the year, one of those tip ball interceptions. It gave Oklahoma a really good field position, just like that. It was 28 seven, and it was all kind of downhill from there. Even though they played with them for the majority of the first quarter, that was a blowout. The tenth game of the year, Texas Tech hosted Iowa State, and that was in Lubbock. It was kind of a controversial game, remember because. The Texas Tech radio announcers got suspended for criticizing the officials during this ball game. The thing about it was that when that happened, I studied it a little bit and went, I heard what they said. I saw what they were complaining about. I went and watched the whole game and watched the plays, and the officials in that game were actually correct on the calls. So it was one of those where the radio crew for Texas Tech was pretty emotional and were into it, but when you look closely at the plays, they were wrong in their criticism, and the officials were actually correct in what they called on the field. But anyway, it was a game that Texas Tech won um, uh, in, in pretty dramatic fashion also, just up and down, crazy stuff. <laughs> you, you know, you got a lot of gray hair if you're a Texas Tech fan after this season. But it was in Lubbock. It was a 41-38 to win for Texas Tech. But get this, Tech led 31-14 to at halftime. They're blowing them out. It's thirty-one to fourteen at half, and they were um, they were outscored twenty-four to ten in the second half, and won the game with a walk-off sixty-two-yard field goal. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, they were very balanced. Uh, they had five hundred and twenty-nine total yards of offense. Tech had two hundred seven on the ground, three twenty-two in the air, and this was uh, Donovan Smith, the third quarterback to play this year for Texas Tech. They started him in the last few ball games. This was his best game of the year by far throwing the football. He went 25 of 32, 
at 71%. Three touchdowns, did have a pick. Um, there were 15 what you would call big plays in the game for Tech. That would be pass plays of 15 or more, run plays of 10 or more. They had three pass plays that went for 30 or more yards. They had two runs that went for 30 or more. So they found explosive plays in there. And Smith, who's, like you say, I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5", big, heavy, but good athlete. He moved around in the pocket a lot against a three-man rush of, of Iowa State. Iowa State was at times affecting the pocket, but he really moved around well, used his feet, created some plays against a three-man rush. And, again, their big receiver – uh, as a comma, this is big red zone threat. He's a jump ball guy. He's a matchup problem for some of them, and he was a matchup problem for Iowa State in the game too. Now, in the second half, Iowa State flipped it and began to kind of win the line of scrimmage some. They got a couple of fourth down stops in the second half and helped them get back in it and tie it up. But And that's why, um, you know, you were forced, in, and they were able to get it, a 62-yard walk-off uh, winner. Uh, from your kicker. It was just really impressive. And in the last two, they dropped the last two games of the year, uh, game 11 and game 12, to two top 10 teams, Oklahoma State and Baylor, who played each other in the Big 12 championship game this past weekend. If you look at game 11, Oklahoma State came to Lubbock, and this was uh, just an ugly game for Texas Tech. They lost 23 to nothing. Oklahoma State shut them out. They were just absolutely dominated by the Oklahoma State defense. They had 108 – Texas Tech had 108 total yards of offense against Oklahoma State. Uh, Donovan Smith, after having a great week throwing the ball the week before against Iowa State, 71%, three touchdowns. He was 9 of 28 passing. That's 32% for 83 yards. Tech's leading rusher had 15 yards rushing in the ballgame. Uh, at Texas Tech defense, you know, they played pretty tough at the line of scrimmage, put a lot of bodies up there, and played some man-to-man against Oklahoma State, challenged the Oklahoma State quarterback and man-to-man on the outside. And he did make a few plays here and there, but they were pretty conservative because their defense was so good. And it was kind of the right move. The Oklahoma State defense that night, four sacks, 12 tackles for loss, and eight pass breakups. They challenged them in man-to-man, won the line of scrimmage. Texas Tech's offensive line just got absolutely dominated by Oklahoma State on the line of scrimmage in the ballgame, and it was a 23 to nothing loss for Texas Tech at home. And then the season finale, they hit the road. They went to Baylor last game of the year. They were already bowl eligible at this point, uh, but you're going to Baylor, who's a top-10 team. This was a heck of a ballgame, a really good ballgame. I enjoyed watching it. Um, Baylor won it. 27-24 is a three-point game. It was a good, even game. It was a good quarterback battle. Shaping the freshman who had to play for Baylor, who's still playing for Baylor because their starter got hurt. Um, his stats kind of almost the same with Smith of Texas Tech. They both had a couple of touchdown passes. Um, Baylor outgained Texas Tech. They outrushed him. Baylor was 9 of 19 on third down in the game, 47%. Texas Tech was 37%, 3 of 8. So there was that's kind of one difference is Baylor was able to run, you know, a few more meaningful plays and and put, <clears throat> I guess, one more drive together just because they were better on third down across the, the entire game. And they kept Tech off the scoreboard because of getting off the field on third down. So it was a big stat in the game. Baylor was up 17-10 at half. 
They had had some big throws versus man-to-man in that first half. Tech was challenging them and played some man, and the kid hit some big throws. Tech out- turned it on them, outscored Baylor 40. I'm sorry, 14 to 10 in that fourth quarter. Nobody scored in the third. You know, you watch this game, and by the end of the year, Tech was using their big receiver as a comma a lot like Arkansas uses Traylon Burks. You know, I don't he's not quite as explosive and quite the game changer that Traylon Burks, you know, has been at times. But I tell you, he's still a big just matchup nightmare and they could use him and they'd give it to him some, you know. So that's one thing to look for, I think, in the game. He's a matchup problem. Uh Baylor's defense they came with some blitz pressure on Smith on third downs. They created a turnover at one point with a corner blitz. So they heated him up and, and decided – Baylor's defense did. We're going to heat him up, come after you and see if you can handle pressure. Smith didn't handle it great at, at every point. Um, Tech lost a turnover battle in the ball game with Baylor, turned it over twice, didn't get one, and Baylor got ten points off those two turnovers. And late, fourth quarter, Baylor busted a cover, just totally busted it man-to-man, let a guy – run up the field wide open for an easy touchdown in the fourth quarter. And then uh, and then Baylor came back <clears> – <throat> I'm sorry. And then uh, uh, Texas Tech came back, got a 75-yard tight end screen for a touchdown, and that's what um, you know gave them an opportunity. Put the game right there at 27-24, cut it to a three-point uh, game. And it got really interesting right at the end of the ball game. Three-point game, Baylor had the ball. They converted on a fourth and one with like three and a half minutes left. And here we go, right? Like they, they just get it first downs and stop the clock. Well, <clears throat> they kept moving the ball down the field inside of three minutes, now getting close inside of two minutes. They're way down there in the red zone and got stopped on fourth and two with a minute 18 left and Tech getting the ball back down three. Tech got stopped on a quarterback draw on third down, 17 seconds left. They weren't across midfield yet, but they didn't have any timeout. So when he gets stopped, they line back up quickly. They're running a fourth down play, and they converted. It was fourth and three. They converted it. They hit a pass up to the Baylor 35, but they were you know, running out of time. Excuse me. And they were able to get up there, spike the football with three seconds left, and then missed a 53-yard game-tying attempt uh, as time was expiring. And that's how Baylor hung on to win the ballgame. So it was really exciting, but it didn't go Texas Tech's way. And that's just kind of looking back at the trend and a few things I noticed. Now, as we get closer to the game, I'll come back and maybe take a closer look at the personnel after I learn a little bit more about them. But you know, again, just looking at their year, it was such an up and down roller coaster ride for for Tech and their wins coming primarily in the early part of the year. They didn't finish the season that strong, but they played good teams later in the year. Um, but again, you know, like a, a win over Houston, they start three and zero, and then bang, give up seventy points to Texas. Immediately hit the road the next week, go get a road win at West Virginia, come back home, bang, give up almost 400 yards rushing to TCU, 52 points, get blown out, right? Turn around, blow out Kansas, uh, come back home, and one-point loss to Kansas State. Go to Oklahoma, get blown out, give up five touchdown passes and 52 points. Then come back home and beat Iowa State with a 60-something-yard field goal, walk it off. 
get blown out at home by Oklahoma State, have only 100 yards of offense, and then in the last game of the year uh, played great, had a chance to beat a top-10 Baylor team and and missed a, a field goal to tie it at the end to try to send it to overtime. So really an up-and-down year for them, played three different quarterbacks, got their coach fired early in the year. They, they've dealt with a lot of stuff you know, during the course of the year at Texas Tech. And, uh, again, like I say, we'll get into a little more exact scouting report on people and stuff like that as we get closer to the game. But that's kind of who you're getting ready to face, uh, spread option offense, you know, a defense that, that has used a whole lot of nickel throughout the year. A lot of their formations look like our defense, a lot of three-man front, but have done some different things. Not the most physical line of scrimmage on either side, Certainly, but um, you know, at times have had some physical play in the the, the middle of their defense. Um, they've got good running backs. They have got good receivers. Uh, but playing three different quarterbacks and now have moved on to a young guy. So really interested to see how the matchup plays out. I would think that State would have an advantage, certainly in the line of scrimmage. I would think, um, and and you know, nine out of ten games really. 19 out of 20 games, whoever's the most physical generally wins them. Not always, but 9 out of 10. Uh, and and this, to me, is one of those. I just, you know, I, I look at them, watch them, and, you know, if State goes in there and blows up the line of scrimmage defensively, you're going to have a good chance to win. If you go out there and you protect Will Rogers where he's clean the way you did against Kentucky and some of those NC State and some of those teams, you got a really good chance to win. So it'll be a line of scrimmage ball game. All right, that's it for episode 25 of the Better Than Average podcast. A little bit about Texas Tech. Hope you enjoyed that. See you on the next one.